Thanks for listening. This is Brian Hurley from Business Performance Improvement. The podcast, Lean Six Sigma Bursts, are short lessons, comments, Q&A, and insights. If you have a question, send your question through the Anchor app, and we might feature you on a future episode. Or contact me at biz-pi.com. One of the common problems I run across with people who have taken a class I've taught is they're ready to do a project, but they're really struggling to find a project to work on. So this happened the other day with someone who has taken a green belt course. They want to do a project, but they're struggling to pick one. We talked through some ideas of potential projects in their own work, but they figured out that it might be better to participate with another team on an initiative that's already got a lot of momentum and is really important. So as we talked through the example and she pulled up what they had done so far, I could see that there was a lot of work already completed. And so I didn't feel like that would be a good practice is to jump into the middle of that project or towards the end of it. But we did talk about is maybe that there's a problem within this project that hasn't been addressed yet that she could take on as a, as a separate project. So we could still, so we could do it two ways. We could have the main problem that they had, and in this case, it was an assembly process that was taking longer than they wanted. It was taking more than an hour and they wanted to get that down under an hour. So there's a team of people working on one of the ways that they could get that time down. And so the other potential project would be to tackle one of the other areas. And so what I suggested is take the specific area problem in that area. So for example, if this whole assembly process takes more than an hour, maybe she could look at one section of it and say, this part of the process takes 20 minutes. How do I get that down to 15 minutes or 12 minutes? And then use that as the problem statement. And then go through and say, what data do I have to understand the current state? How many data points have we used? What did that data tell us in terms of opportunities? And then use that as a project. And that individual improvement, as long as it's coordinated with the other team, uh, would roll up into an overall goal of trying to achieve the uh, one hour or less assembly time. So that's one way you could do it. Another one could be that um, you still use the same problem statement that you have more than an hour to complete. And then you go through and just say, all right, I'm going to carve out this particular project and this particular problem within there. So there's basically two ways to do it. One is to use the overall problem that has already been defined and then go in partway through in the measure phase and pull out one specific area that's not being addressed and use that as the bulk of your project. The second piece would be to not use the overall problem, but pick a specific area or um, for example, they had some feedback scores and say, I'm gonna try to improve that. It's part of this bigger effort but it might take me down a different path and look at a different part of the process that I can focus in on and then craft out the problem statement specific to that one little area. Again, coordination is important. If there's other teams working on something similar, you wanna make sure you're in the loop with them. You're not pulling on existing resources that they're trying to use to get their part of the project done, but we felt like that would be a pretty good way to handle it. The other thing I wanted to highlight is with these types of projects, what we're trying to do is go through, use the data and our observations and our discussions with team members and associates to understand the current state of the process, dig into the reasons why the process works the way it does, 
and what's broken with that process. And then we'll come up with some improvement ideas. And if you follow the data really well, and if you have good data, it will lead you more likely to the best potential areas to improve. If you have a uh, lack of data, then your potential solution may be off a little bit. And so whenever we come up with solutions, we don't really know if they're gonna work, even if it seems intuitive or easy. So what we're trying to do with these projects is to come up with something that we can go test and validate. So how can we determine very quickly on a small scale that we're on the right track? Even if it sounds intuitive or obvious what to do, we still wanna validate that. And so that requires us to think about what is the planning around our study? Maybe it's a pilot study or a small study we can do. Maybe we get a subset of people and just say, are we on the right track? If, if this doesn't give us a five minute reduction, then maybe this isn't the right solution. So something that tell us, tells us we're on the right track. Then what we do is you implement that solution and then we go and validate that it actually worked in reality. So we do a pilot study to make sure that we have some confidence that we're on the right track. Then we implement the change and then we validate that it worked. And so I think those are areas where a lot of times our improvement efforts fall short is we don't, we just come up with an idea. I wanna update this process or create a video or modify this tool or build a fixture or revise the order of these steps. And we don't validate or even test out if that's gonna work or be effective. We just kind of start working on it and implementing it into the process. And then if, as long as the data looks kind of good, we feel like it's complete we don't go back and check it, you know, for days and weeks later. So in other words, what we do is we fail to prove out that our initial idea, that we're on the right track with it. And then once we implement the improvements, we don't go back and verify that it has been effective, not only just a couple days later, but weeks and even months later. And that's where we bring in some of the statistical tools to run hypothesis tests and comparing the before data to the after data. Otherwise, we're just hoping that what we did was gonna work, but we never really verify it. And that's the key to, I think, that's not always done well in a lot of other improvement activities we do, is that pre-testing of the idea and then final validation afterwards. Because there's a lot can happen in your pilot study from when you actually roll it out. And so those two areas are keys to doing any kind of improvement project. So if you're struggling with a potential projects you'd like to work on or what potential training class would you like to take? Is it a lean class or a Six Sigma class? Please reach out. You can reach me through the Anchor app. Um, you can also connect through my website, biz-pi.com. That will take you to a place where you can schedule time on my calendar. So I look forward to talking to you. Thanks for listening. LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com has a list of glossary items about popular process improvement terms along with a history of Lean and Six Sigma methods and key influencers like Dr. Edward Stemming, Henry Ford, Taichi Ono, Shigeo Shingo, and many more. You can also learn how to access affordable Lean and Six Sigma training and certification. Visit LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com